Hello, friends. Today, we're going to play a game called, Is That Anxiety? Hi, friends. This is Bethany Jennings, and you're listening to We Should Talk. It's a podcast where we talk about anything and everything to encourage, equip, and empower you to be a decent human. Let's talk. Before we dive right in, there's some stuff that some people want to tell you, so we'll be right back. Hello and welcome. I come to you today from the porch of my mom and dad's house with Onyx on my lap. So this may be one of those episodes where (laughs) there are a few interruptions. Interruptions, also known as Onyx. But he's so worth it because he's so cute. All right. So as promised, we're going to play a game called Is That Anxiety? (laughs) Which is actually uh, just me saying we're going to talk about some weird symptoms of anxiety. Now, I will encourage you, as always, do not self-diagnose. But if you know that you become anxious about certain things um, or you have experienced anxiety in the past, uh, these may be some symptoms that you've not previously considered as indicators that you are experiencing anxiety. So, again, anxiety is not a dirty word, but scripture does say to be anxious for nothing. But you know what? We're not perfect. So, we'll talk about that scripture at the end of this podcast. So, without further ado, let's talk about uh, some weird physical symptoms of anxiety. We're actually going to talk about six of them. So, your first one is when you yawn a lot and feel like you can't get a full breath. If you yawn constantly and feel like you cannot get like a full, deep, lung-feeling breath, that could be anxiety. This is why. When you are anxious, it is actually really common to hyperventilate. So when we hyperventilate, we feel like we need to breathe more. And it's not that your body doesn't have oxygen. You're actually already taking in like a lot of oxygen, excessive amounts of oxygen. But we feel like we need to breathe more. And so we try to take these breaths or whatever. And as a result, we take deeper breaths and deeper breaths trying to make ourselves feel better, which results in uh, looking like yawning or gasping for air or taking excessive deep breaths. So um, I know sometimes when I'm feeling a little anxious in my life, I'll I'll catch myself almost, I feel like I'm not breathing. And so I'll go (sighs) and make sure that I'm breathing nice and deep. Yeah. So that could actually be a symptom of anxiety. Does that mean that you have diagnosed been diagnosed with anxiety not necessarily but i'm just saying this could be an indicator hey let's take a minute realize what's going on do i have enough oxygen and then move on from there the next one which is kind of connected to the hyperventilating portion uh excessive burping and belching what in the physicality yes excessive burping and belching can be an indicator of having a little bit of anxiety in your life at the moment. Now, why? Well, when we're stressed or we are experiencing some anxiety, it's common that you start swallowing more air than usual, which leads to burping and belching. If you have at any point 
had a male child in your life, literally anywhere from the ages of 5 to 25, they know how to burp on command. And they usually do it by gulping air and then burping. How do I know this? I have two brothers and nephews. And I also know Taylor Fish, who did it all the time growing up. <laughs> that was it, by the way. So you end up swallowing more air, right? And so hyperventilating, which is what the pre the first one that we talked about was, hyperventilating also leads to your body needing to balance things out, right? So you're gasping all this air in, even though you don't need it. And your body's like, why are we doing this? And so you start burping. Um, because you need to balance out with the air in your body. So you release the excess air. Um, another thing to consider with the burping and belching portion, besides swallowing air and hyperventilating and balancing is acid reflux and gastrointestinal problems are connected to anxiety as well, which we all know leads to burping and belching. By the way, uh, this pregnancy, the, the acidity in my life has been serious, but I found a little thing called aloe, like liquid aloe, and uh, it is working wonders in my life. So if you would like to use some non-prescription, non-manufactured uh, options, it's an organic option to help you manage acid reflux. Anyways, that was it, by the way. We return to our regularly scheduled programming. The other thing we need to talk about, which could be an indicator that you're experiencing anxiety is feeling dizzy or lightheaded. So adrenaline is released during anxiety and panic, and this increases our heart rate and our blood pressure. So when your heart rate elevates and your blood pressure elevates, you start to feel dizzy, and it might also make you feel like you're about to pass out. By the way, dizziness can also be connected to hyperventilation your body's so weird everything's connected so yeah why do you get dizzy and feel lightheaded adrenaline or hyperventilating so increase in heart rate increase in blood pressure uh, increase in excessive deep breathing it all messes with the balances in your body so what we talked about so far, we talked about yawning, can't get a good breath, burping and belching, and dizziness or feeling lightheaded like you're going to faint, right? That's why if you like people start feeling overwhelmed, like, I just feel, it's like I'm going to faint. Those people, I've not, I, I have, have I ever fainted? This one time I almost did, but I was choking. So I don't know if that counts because it wasn't anxiety. I was just, you know, dying. Anyways, feeling dizzy or lightheaded. Adrenaline increases heart rate, blood pressure, and hyperventilating because it increases the level of oxygen in your body can also cause you to feel dizzy. Hey, speaking of oxygen in your body, you know when you're sitting and you stand up and you stretch and you're like, whew, I'm dizzy. That is because there's so much, so much oxygen, uh, going to your brain at once. When you stand up and you stretch like that, all of the oxygen that's just been sitting sedentary in your muscles rushes to your brain. And your brain's like, what are we going to do? We should be dizzy. True story. Oh, Onyx was contributing. 
All right, let's talk about another thing. Another weird physical symptom that could be connected to anxiety. Numbness or tingling in your hands or feet. So, if we experience health anxiety, this symptom can lead to concerns about like degenerative diseases or neurological issues, but it's not really... Like, if you are anxious about your health, then you, you experience this numbness or tingling in your hands or feet, your brain's automatically going to be like, that's it, I'm dying, I have a neurological issue, I have a degenerative disease, and so that makes you stress even more. You get even more anxious. But, everybody calm down. Because it might not be a disease or a neurological issue. It could just be anxiety and panic, right? These can cause, num- cause numbness and tingling. Why? Well, when you're anxious, your blood vessels constrict and the blood flow to your extremities is reduced. It's part of that survival thing, you know, like we've got to take care of our organs, right? <laughs> so your blood vessels constrict and then the blood flow to your extremities. I'm not sure if you heard that, but that was a cow. Like I said, I'm on the porch at the ranch. Anyways, blood vessels constrict and blood flow is reduced uh, to, your, to your extremities, meaning like your hands and your feet, right? This can lead to numbness and tingling, but not just your hands and your feet. Sometimes it's your face. Yeah, sometimes you get that feeling in your face as well. And all this is connected to anxiety. It may not be that you have some degenerative disease or neurological concerns. It could be anxiety. Now, I will say, uh, some years back, before going to a specialist, I kept experiencing things like this where my chest would feel tight and my, hi Onyx, Onyx just climbed up here friends, uh, my chest would feel tight and my hands and would start feeling numb, my face would feel very numb, um, but come to find out, it was kind of like panic attacks or anxiety attacks, but not because I was actually feeling anxious like psychologically mentally anxious it was actually connected to my thyroid because my thyroid uh pretty much doesn't work and so when i went to the thyroid specialist he said yeah so that what you're explaining those are called anxiety attacks (laughs) and he goes it doesn't mean that you are mentally stressed at this point it just means that your thyroid is not producing what your brain needs to not feel anxious yeah so As I have said in previous episodes, if you have not already, get some panels done, hormone panels, blood panels, some some really intense thyroid testing, that kind of stuff, um, and see what's going on with your body. Uh, Another one, we're going to get to the last one here in a second, which is an interesting one, but another one that we sometimes... I don't know, maybe this one's more of a more of a common one than the others, but feeling detached from reality or yourself. I say I feel like I'm floating. <laughs> That's the term that I've used in the past. I just feel like I'm floating or I I feel like I'm not here, right? You feel detached from reality. This is also known as depersonalization. D personalization or derealization this is where you 
you are in your surroundings, but you feel distant and dreamlike, right? You experience, like, you're in your, like, you're obviously there. It's not like you got up and walked off, but it almost feels like you're in a dream. Like, everything's happening around you and you're just sitting there. This is actually one of the more common anxiety symptoms. And it's partially caused by adrenaline, but it's not full adrenaline. It's partially caused by adrenaline and back to hyperventilation, also caused by hyperventilation. What it does, the reason why you're doing that, the physical reason why you're doing that is um, your adrenaline is redirecting blood from the brain to the body. So it's like everything comes central, like all your blood flow goes central. That's why when we're talking about your hands and your feet and your face go numb, not saying your brain quits working properly, it's because all of the blood is going to your organs to make sure you stay alive. Because your brain doesn't feel safe when you are experiencing anxiety. Interesting, right? One thing I do, though, when I start feeling detached or over... It usually happens when I start feeling overstimulated. I don't know that it's... Um, it's not considered an, an, an... I can't talk, friends. I am unable to talk. It's not necessarily an anxiety attack. There we go. Uh, but I do get overstimulated in uh, some settings, like when there's lots of people or lots of music or lots of chatter, or just <laughs> a lot. You know what I mean? I'll start feeling detached. And so I start disassociating <laughs> by thinking about something else or working on something or, you know, those kinds of things. But one thing that really does help me is, um, especially if I'm with my husband, I'll say, hey, can, can you just touch me right quick? And if you know David, he is not a touchy person at all. My love language, definitely physical touch. David's love language, not so much. But he'll just put a hand on my leg, hand on my arm, something, and it will ground me. You know, it makes me, it make me feel like I'm here, right? I've said that many times. Can you make me feel like I'm here? Which reminds me of a bunch of breeze. Let's make him feel like he's here. They're so funny. Anyways, yeah, so that's feeling detached from reality. Derealization or depersonalization are the actual terms for that. All right. So we have talked about a few things, but this last one, y'all, you're going to think I'm crazy, but it's one of them. So we've talked about yawning and you can't get a full breath, which causes you to hyperventilate. And then all that excessive breathing leads to burping and belching. Also acid reflux, gastrointestinal problems. Then the numbness and tingling because your blood vessels are constricting. And the blood flow to your extremities is reduced. And then the dizzy and lightheaded because of adrenaline and hyperventilation. Oh, Onyx is climbing me again because obviously I'm a tree. Uh, and then feeling detached. So derealization, depersonalization. Are you roaring right now? Is there a bear? Okay. Here's the last one. A weird symptom, physical symptom, that may be an indicator of you experiencing anxiety is having to use the bathroom often. I currently am not experiencing anxiety, but I do have to use the bathroom often because I'm very pregnant. So, like I said, these symptoms are not always like, oh my goodness, I have to go use the bathroom again. I must have anxiety. No, <laughs> there could be some other contributing factors like, you know, a child dancing on your bladder in your womb. But, again, it's possible, so just check. So, this is what. Anxiety uh, can sometimes 
cause like nausea or even diarrhea because blood and energy are diverted away from your digestive system. What? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Your blood and your energy are diverted away from the digestive system so you get nausea or diarrhea or like loose stool, right? So the brain-gut connection has a lot to do with that because anxiety can contribute to the severity of issues that are already there like IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. They can contribute to the severity of those because again, brain-gut connection. So I think it's very interesting that we're like, what? Are, some people, not uh, not we, some people are like, whatever, there's no way that you got to use bathroom. It's all in your head. No, yeah, it is in my head, friend. It is actually in that person's head because your brain and your gut are connected. And we like to say, I just got a gut feeling and I don't think that's what I need to do, right? I got a gut feeling and I don't think that's what I need to do. So we believe in that brain-gut connection, but we don't believe in the physicality part of it. It's a real thing, friends. So, anxiety also leads to muscle tension, right? That muscle tension then makes your nerves and your nervous system much more sensitive, which leads to an overactive bladder. So, how about that? So, when you're about to give that presentation at work or you're about to go on the platform, are you going to make it? Or you're about to go on the platform? And, um, sorry guys, Onyx is all up in this episode. You're about to give a presentation. (laughs) What is it? Where's your baby? Where'd it go? So anyways, we're back. You're about to go on the platform. You're about to give a presentation at work. You're about to go talk to that guy. (sighs) And you start getting nervous. You're like, oh my goodness, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta go potty. I'm about to pee on myself. That thing. That's real. It's not just in your head. It starts in your head. But it ends up in your physicality. Yeah. So blood's diverted away from the digestive system. And the brain-gut connection can... uh, It causes more extreme issues with IBS or nausea. And then the muscle tension makes your nerves, your, your whole nervous system more sensitive. At least an overactive bladder. How crazy is that it's very crazy and a lot of times we'll be like that's it i'm dying you're not dying you're just going through with something in your brain and when you realize that that's half the battle knowing is the beginning of fixing but you can't fix something or work on something or work through something until you actually know what's going on so there you go now I mentioned this scripture before. It's my favorite scripture. It's in Philippians 4. And it says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, make your request unto God. And then the peace of God, which passes understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So Philippians 4 says, be anxious for nothing. So when we are experiencing anxiety, I like I like to recall that scripture when I'm feeling anxious about something. Um, we are told. We are told in scripture, do not be anxious for anything. Don't worry about it. Just talk to the Lord and he's going to take care of it. That's the Bethany translation. 
Now, does that mean we're never going to experience anxiety again? No. Of course you're going to because you're a human. We're trying to be like Christ. We are not Christ. If we were Christ, well, my goodness, I'd already be up in heaven. What's the point of me being here? But we are striving to be like Christ. So we're not always going to get it right. So that's why it doesn't say, don't be anxious and then move on. That's why it says, don't be anxious. But instead, right, this, this is the remedy when you do feel anxious. Prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. That's how you counteract anxiety on a spiritual level. With prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. On that note, I will talk to you later, friends. Well, that was fun. Uh, I'm glad you stuck around for the whole thing. And thank you for talking to me today. Y'all go like and follow and review and do all the podcast things that people do. And um, don't forget to be a good human.